Okay, I don't know what you were thinking. Beer, and then tequila, and then whiskey, and then vodka, and then more beer, and then more vodka. And a handful of maraschino cherries. Dude, you're going to... And that was your dinner? Come on. You're going you're gonna to think that you're dying in the middle of the night when you look over at your bed and see this red mess. Yeah, you might as well just shoved a couple slices of red velvet cake down your mullet while you were at it. But this is what we're here for. We will get you over the fear. No, you didn't throw up blood. You threw up maraschino cherries or red velvet cake. You need to get into the kitchen and make yourself some coffee, some eggs, some bacon, some sausage. Get and that then, grease into your system. Yep. While that's cooking, pop a couple of aspirin to ease the headache. And then you listen to us for the next hour and a half. It's your Uncle Dave and your Uncle Kev. We it, got you covered. It's all going to be fine. It is Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition, where we will get you through with the best of music, movies, TV and streaming, books. dumbasses of the week, books. It's all good. So as always, we start you off with music. You might not be ready yet with your pounding head, but believe me, another eight hours when you're getting ready to do it all over again Saturday night. Listen to this one to get you in the mood to go out. We've got some good stuff. And some not so good stuff. Yeah. 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 But first, uh, we start with some good stuff. The de facto leader of the Stray Cats and, of course, the Brian Setzer Orchestra is Brian Setzer. Duh. <coughs> he is back to doing what he does best, rockabilly. Rock and roll. With the devil always collects. Now we covered the single. The girl, girl on, the, on billboard. the billboard. Very, very good track. Yeah, and I feel I, I feel a little bad because I didn't realize when we reviewed it initially that it was a cover song. So to me that kind of knocks It takes a little a of the little, shine. Just a little. A little. Now Given my favorite band of all time, did cover songs left and right, upside down, right side up. That's all. I cannot, that's fine. I cannot disparage Brian Setzer for doing an awesome, awesome cover song. But let's review the album as a whole. The Devil Always Collects. 11 songs. And I looked at it as... Strong at the beginning, soft in the middle, got a little bit stronger, maybe kind of at the end. Peaks and valleys and peaks. Yeah, I think I think the first three songs are killer. The most absolutely solid. killer. Yeah, because Rock Boys Rock is very cool. Yeah, and if you don't get the the whole plug it in the box and show me what you got. <laughs> Then you've got some problems there, kids. Yeah. Hitting you over the head with the double entendre. But it's fun. It's just a goddamn fun song and a great way to start off the album. So I love that. Yep. And then we get the title track, The Devil Always Collects. Arguably with Girl on the Billboard, best song on the album. Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. 
Devil, Devil always, always collects. collects. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to pay attention to the lyrics on a lot of these songs because some of the songs, the lyrics are very good, very clever. Yes, very clever. Yep. And so, of course, we get to Girl on the Billboard, which I love, of course, cover from a 1960s country song. So again, my faux pas that I did not do enough research. It happens. Life goes on. But again, Brian Setzer brings he it. He brings with this. it to another level. Yes. And then we get the Living Dead. Eh, probably. Which I think is another cover. Yeah, it's probably my least favorite. On the whole album? It's pretty close. It, wow. It's in the lower. I, I, I wasn't happy with it, it was okay. Okay, I I will admit that it's a step down from the first three songs, but I, I, can, I liked I can, other things better on here. Boy, I, I got at least four songs that are worse than that on the album. So it's it's one of the ones that are down. There okay, for so what you think of the next song? What'll it be, baby doll? Baby doll, doll, baby, baby doll, doll, baby. Uh, what you think of that? It wasn't. It was okay. I was going to say, Living Dead is 10 times better than that. That's my least favorite song on the album. Yeah. Well, second. second. Second least favorite. There's another one coming. So, But then we get Black you, you Leather get those Jacket. Two. Black Leather Jacket was very cool. Awesome. Awesome song. Enjoyed that one. She, she's got a lot of soul. Wasn't a big fan. Again, that's one that was just okay. Eh. And then you get Play That Fast Thing One More Time, which is a cover of an old Nick Lowe song, I believe. Yep, and I really enjoyed that one. Didn't like Did it. Did a decent job. Didn't like it. No? Well, Didn't there like you it. go. I liked it. A doodle-doo, what'll doodle-doo. Hey, Basically, it's just a hey, fun... Diddle. It's not the greatest song in the world, but it's just fun. A doodle-doo, what a doodle-doo. Cock-a-doodle-doo. some clever lyrics in there there are some clever lyrics speaking to what we do as younger men that we shouldn't do idiots that we can yeah. be but yeah Not... it, it gets a little tiresome a little after a while the whole a doodle do what a doodle do thing yeah yeah say it 10 times fast great yeah that's not a fun song no psycho Susie was very interesting hated it hated it didn't get, I, I said it was interesting. I didn't say I liked it. I just, I didn't. Uh, okay, I took my mom to a, to bar, a bar and she and got she drunk. And I, what, what, who, the, what, who's what taking the their mom to a bar? What the hell is that all about? Yeah, it was just. We were one step was away creepy. from finding. Who are you, Oedipus? Yes, exactly. It's just a weird it's song. Just, no. No, it does no. But one particular chick. The album ends on a high. It note. ends on a high. Very nice. Kind of reminds me of somebody we're going to see in concert next month. Kind of had a little Chris Isaac vibe it to it. Did with that little slow burn, subtle rockabilly blues Boom, vibe to we're it. We're going one way, but lo and behold, we're hooked. Yep. Now, I will say this. I have listened to this album a lot over the last three or four weeks since it came out. And despite its shortcomings, 
and you and I disagree on which ones are the shortcomings. But that's it's what a makes fun this album. Fun. It is as a whole, taken as a whole. I will actually it's enjoyable. I will actually give it a week three, a very week three. I am but, right with you on a week three yes, because, on that one because you've got eleven songs. I would say at least five are top notch, top level, stellar. Yep, and a couple are eh, and the rest are Listenable. tolerable. Yes, yes, and. I and that's all we want. It's yes. different. It's not, as you would say. <laughs> yeah. Next week, of course, I'll review Wilco, which is the exact opposite. <laughs> yep. And which I is morose and 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 downtrodden. boring for you. Yes. Yeah. Like a Dave Matthews Band album. <laughs> and I will do the Glorious Sons EP. Yep. So, next week we'll split. Our reviews will diverge on our albums. Albums, but of course we got a couple songs. We'll discuss those in a minute after we get through the three we have on the agenda for this week. Sh- shall we go bottom to top or top to bottom? Um, I would prefer to go with the best first because I have something to say that might take a few minutes when it comes to the bottom. Mercy, um, then. Rival sons. Will the rival sons ever ever let us down? Will they ever let us They down? have not yet. They continue to I, kick ass. I did not tell you this. I did not tell you this. Looking for, I didn't want, I just needed a break from sports. I needed a break from music for just an hour. But I wanted, I didn't want to listen to the talking heads on the radio talking about politics. So I said, no, oh, let me see what Eddie Trunks had on his podcast in the last month. Rival Sons, Aaron Jones, back to back. Son of a bitch. And he, I put that on, and he's he is sitting there going, literally, he's got a chubby. I can feel it <laughs> through my TV speakers. He, he's like, Rival Sons are, are, if not the greatest, one of the greatest bands out there right now. And so he gets them on there, and he's just dissecting Gushing. everything. Yeah. Praising them beyond belief, talking about how they change the set lists up every night. Beautiful. And I'm just like, see, Dave and I knew this. Dave and I figured it out. When are they going to headline? That's what he said. That's what Eddie Trunk said, David. He said, you've got to see these guys as a headliner. What we've been saying ever since we saw them a year and a half ago. We want Rival Sons as a headliner. Damn it. Living Color and Rival Sons. We need to see both of them as headliners. We need an hour and a half minimum from From those bands. And again, now I have filled up my entire Rival Sons catalog. I've told you the only one that I'm not a big fan of is the first full album, Before the Fire. Which they're finding their way. Right. After that, and with even with the EP, unbelievable. So they've actually... They've Stellar actually band. gone the opposite way. Yeah, usually the date. Look at Van Halen. Look at Boston. The debut albums are years and years accumulated songwriting, playing together in clubs, honing the skills. Yeah, the Rival Sons grow and get better they, and better and better as they big go. Time. And so now, with the second album coming out from Rival Sons, Lightbringer. Second single is Mercy. 
And again, an ungodly killer guitar riff. Complex, catchy beyond belief. This, their guitarist is the He's next the shit. big thing. After we saw him this time, opening with oh, Smashing Pumpkins, my God. gained unbelievable new respect for him. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah. And his guitar work on Mercy does not let you down. Nope. Nope. Three and a half. Three, three and, and a half. half. Three and a half for Mercy. Yes. And I cannot wait. Even though it's only six songs, we've already heard two of them. And they're both yeah. great. So when you combine Dark Fighter and Lightbringer together. I just wish they'd have done that. I should have just put them just out put as one, one album. That would have been 14 songs. Still probably would have fit maybe on a CD, one CD. Oh, easy. Oh, man, I cannot wait for this. Still a couple weeks away. But yeah, three and a half frenzies oh, for mercy. So, again, a so killer, good. killer guitar riff. Now we go on to the second single from Dokken. Their new upcoming album, When Heaven Comes Down, of course, an allusion, a reference to an earlier song from their early days when Don Dawkins actually had half a voice. And that was about it back then, half <laughs> yeah, a voice. Yeah, half a voice. He was and never we strong We kid because we care. Dawkins is awesome. Because Because everybody knows you're not rocking without Dawkins. You had one of the greatest guitar players of the 80s. You had Mick Brown and Jeff Pilsen, one of the greatest rhythm sections. They kind of compensated for They compensated for, Don. for Don's vo lack of vocals. Right. And that's, again, with this new reconfigured version of Doc. And you're getting the same thing. We reviewed um, Fugitive, yep. which was awesome. Very good. Because, again, the backing band picks him up. Now, I get the feeling you like Gypsy a little bit more than I did. Yeah, I think so. This one, I I really liked. I kind of got into the, the lyrics on this one a little bit more and the guitar work and everything backing it. But <sighs> the vocals are what killed it for me. It, it, it's hard to get by how far... He's fallen vocally. Yeah, I I agree, but I'll still take it over most of the crap that's out there is the thing. Now, yeah. do, do I think Gypsy is the strongest effort? In the, I no. thought Fugitive, the first single, was a ton better. It seemed like it was stronger. It seemed like there was more energy. But I get what you're saying. With They try to go a little deeper with the, vote, the lyrics. Um. God help me does Don Doc and try to be a little more subtle with the vocals, maybe. Um, so it's not a it's not a terrible not song. I don't horrible. hate it. For me, it's a two frenzy. I gave it two and a half. Yeah. So there you go. <sighs> why 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 did the Stones have to bring in featured guests with Sweet Sound of Heaven? I'm glad we've got 15 minutes left to discuss this because it's going to take 15 minutes for me to rant and rave and vent about how this song 
wasted my fucking life because this is the it, worst song I think I've ever heard in my life. It 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 started off that it could have had some semblance of potential, but it quickly went down the crapper. Now let's let's point out we got so many issues we could discuss with this song. Second single from Hackney Diamonds. First song was fine. Angry was solid. I liked it. Yeah. It was good. I thought, my God, are we getting back to the Stones? Now, no. this, Sweet Sounds of Heaven, like Dave alluded to, has Stevie Wonder on keyboards. And then, of course, Lady Gaga has as a female live. accompaniment. Oh, sweet sound! The sweet sound of heaven! The sweet... And she does that for seven fucking minutes! It was seven fucking minutes, Dave. It was, it was shrill and unnecessary. You know what this is? I will say this, and I don't care. This is racism. Because what this is, is a couple of white people sitting there trying to do R&B gospel shit from the 50s and 60s. And it, where they act like, oh, oh my God, sweet sounds, sweet sounds of heaven. Like they're in a church on Sunday down in Memphis, Tennessee. This is the pretentious crap that all these white rock and rollers try to do to show they've got soul and they don't. They leave it don't. to Aretha Franklin. Leave it to the people who sang this stuff legitimately. In the churches in Mississippi, in Alabama, in Tennessee. Don't try you, to make it your own because it's not. And you're just making you a joke to yourself. You did not come from that area, from that culture. Elvis could pull it off. It's just embarrassing. But this it is, is just this is embarrassing. Bad. And Lady Gaga's vocals suck because that's all she does, this. literally, for seven minutes. Because believe it or not, there are two versions, kids. There's the radio edit version, and then the album is going to have a seven-plus-minute version of this crap. Where all she's doing is going, sweet sounds of heaven, sweet sounds of And the high not pitched, doing much better. In a high-pitched vocal range that hurts the ears. It is abysmally bad. I literally, I've done this recently. I think I did it with Springsteen. I canceled my order for this album. Based As on this song. Should have. Based, I, I pre-ordered the album when I heard Angry, and like you, I said, hey, maybe the Stones are back. Yeah, you hear this? No. No. Seven done. minutes of the album is going to be devoted to this? I don't want it. No. I don't want it. This is historically bad and it's the rolling fucking stones that's what's the shame of the whole thing who signed off on this other than somebody saying well lady gaga is gonna join you guys so why why you're the rolling fucking stones you don't need her and there's no lyrical content it's literally just mick jagger and Lady Gaga going back and forth. Sweet, sweet sounds sound of, of heaven. heaven. Sweet, sweet sound of heaven. No, bad, horrible, awful crap. This should not have been recorded. 
Your watch says that's nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. It's terrible. I mean, it's I am bad. not overstating this, kids. This is literally the worst song I think Avoid I've Avoid this like COVID. Since you light up my life. I'll go there. Oh, my. This could be the worst song I've ever Oof. heard. Major release since you light up my life. That's how bad. And again, seven minutes. Yeah. Full version. Seven. If it was three and a half, okay, fine. Get it over with. We're done. Rip the Band-Aid. Double that? No. Double that? This with, is... Like you said, Lady Gaga wailing shrilling. and shrilly screaming and all that crap. Sometimes she can sing. Other times she's abysmal. And in this case, it's abysmal. I can't. Zero. Zero frenzies. Z this is a waste of time for everyone I, I, involved. I was going to give it a half for, for Stevie on the keyboards. I don't even think his keyboards are all that outstanding. Basically, I got four minutes in. I'm like, where the hell, Stevie? Yeah, I know. And then I finally heard a little tinkling on the keyboard. Yeah, this is just Literally, epically bad. He could have been pissing on the keyboard when I say <laughs> tinkling. That's how bad this song is. Yeah, just ignore this one. You lost my money, Rolling Stones, is what you did. Because I will not own this song. That would hurt my rock credibility more than last weekend walking out on the Megadeth show. Or two weekends ago. Two weeks, yeah. No, uh, this is this is this, no. Owning this song hurts my rock credibility more. It That's hurt it hurt it my is. ears. That's this how was, bad it is. This was pathetic. And of course, all the sycophants at Rolling Stone are probably going, "Oh my god, it's the greatest heard. song ever." This distills It's it's Mick Jagger and Lady Gaga in the most epic collaboration we could possibly hear yes this distills down the the gospel and the memphis sounds of no, the 50s and no the it 60s. does not it's Aretha an abomination would be proud she's rolling in her grave over this crap it's terrible terrible stay away listen uh, listen to dawkin Gypsy's better gypsy's a hell of a lot better and of course listen to the rival sons and brian setzer so we talked about next week, we will review Wilco and Glorious Sons in terms of albums. We will also have two new songs from two more, along with the Rolling Stones, biggest names in the world in terms of rock and roll. Yep. So that means we're going to be let down immensely probably. But yep. U2, Atomic City. Of course, they just started their big, which I would love to see if I was a rich, rich bastard see them at that sphere out in las vegas that looks spectacular that thing looks spectacular that's interesting and plus they're playing the full album yaktung baby my favorite u2 album and i'm not a huge u2 guy but that album Octoon is one baby of my favorites is good yep i thought joshua tree was very overrated but that's just me no, I, I I can definitely get get in with that, and then of course Bruce Springsteen has got a a new song coming off a, a soundtrack to a little known movie. The song is called "Addicted to Romance," so we'll give it a shot. That's we'll what we do. Shot. We'll take the bullet for you if it's bad, and let you know, or 
If it's good, we'll let you know too. Go out and listen. I have one more that just popped into my head. Oh, do you now? Now, this is not a brand new song, but I don't think you've probably ever heard it before. With the release, I'm just trying to give us something positive. <laughs> I just want to give us something positive. Something here. good to look yeah. forward to. Not we're we're not prejudging the other stuff, but yes, we are. Okay. Van Halen is putting out the collection part two, whereas they were re-releasing all the Sammy Hagar right. era albums remastered with a bonus disc with all of the there's not they still haven't opened the vault. Well, the, yeah. the quote-unquote rarities on the third or the fifth disc, whatever it is, most of us have heard. But there is one song I bet you haven't heard yet, because I've barely heard it. It's the one B-side from the Sammy Hagar era that was never released on any album anywhere. So I'm thinking maybe that could be a song review for next week. That song is called Crossing Over. That I'll is, have to. It's. Hmm. We'll. See. I listened to it this week, and I was like, "Boy, if I've heard this, it's been maybe once or twice." All right. But yeah, this we'll is give the it a only shot. the only B side ever from the the Hagar era. So we'll give it a try because that's what we do. So next week we got you two, Bruce Springsteen. And Van Halen in song. So, I mean, the titans of rock and roll there. That lineup is intimidating. But will the music uphold? Probably not. Probably Probably not. not. I mean, look at the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones fucked us up the ass this week. (laughs) They gave us hope, and then they squashed us like grapes. I mean, that is just... Oh, my God. Why would you release this? Because, again, they can do whatever they want, and somebody told them, oh, this will be a great idea. This will be an awesome idea. No! Bad. 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 All right, segment one is Oba and Done Kids. Segment two coming up. It's all Uncle Dave in segment two. Uncle Dave has a review for you of Expendables 4, as well as his book review of the week. You got nothing? I had no time to watch a movie. Nothing. I wow. got a couple movie tidbits. All right. And news items, but in well, terms there of reviews, we go. all you. So get ready for your Uncle Dave from beginning to end in segment two, which will probably mean you'll actually listen. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and I will be right back after a quick promo break. When the mindless zombies at the major sports networks won't leave you alone. When the forces of evil on local sports radio have you cornered. Load up the boomstick known as Sports Frenzy 2.0. Available on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio, Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. Kevin Dave will drive the dull and boring voices in your head away and offer you the sports salvation you need. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget the weekend edition every Saturday, where the maestro and the conquistador might just review your favorite horror flick. Sports Frenzy 2.0. 
It's groovy. All right, kids, fire up the popcorn popper and the projector. Let's go talk movies with Sports Frenzy 2.0 on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Amazon, Audible, and iHeart Sports Frenzy, baby. Otherwise known as iHeart Radio. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. And he's the conquistador, Dave Height, and he's taken over almost all of this segment because he did his due diligence. And I did not. Slacker. So he's it's, got movies and books for you here. Yep. So here we are recording October 4th, 2023, dropping Saturday morning, the 7th, to get you through your rough morning after, to highlight getting you ready for the rest of the weekend. So we did family movie night on the 3rd, the night before we record this. To see Expendables 4, of course, Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone, Randy Couture, Dolph Lundgren, the mainstays, joined by 50, 50 Cent, did a nice job. Andy Garcia comes in, and why the hell did you have to bring Megan Fox in? Because she's pretty. That's all. <laughs> that is all. And, you know, we loved the first three. And we thought the third one was really solid. Why could you not have brought back everybody who had a play in the third one? The writers of four should never be brought back in to do another damn movie ever. Oh, boy. So what I heard about this was bad. The, the storyline was fine. Okay. The dialogue sucked ass. It was horrible. They tried to throw in so many damn one-liners. It was pathetic. It took away from the great action that was there. <sighs> Solid. So the Expendables, of course, you get... Andy Garcia's Marsh coming in saying, you got to go save the nuclear triggers out of Syria to keep them out of the hands of Ocelot. Because he's going to have a nuclear bomb. Ocelot's guys are already on site by the time our boys get there. Setting up mass chaos and the rest of the movie. Like I said, the dialogue was so poorly written. You didn't... <clears throat> there, there was just so much that they missed out on. You had very little with Gunner. Not a lot with Toll Road. Of course, you know you had Antonio Banderas's character. His son is now part of the crew and talks even more, if you can believe that. <laughs> just nonstop. <laughs> Which was fine. It was entertaining. But like I said, it, they just missed out. It was the weakest of them all. Two and a half is all I can give it. And that's being very, very generous because of the action sequences. 
Yeah, I can it, tell. It could I can tell easily it's have you. been a two. I mean, it was. I can tell it's killing you. Oh my god! Like, you know the banter. Everybody involved. This was. This one was just so limited. It hurt. It felt rushed. They didn't put the effort and into this. And that's the sad this. thing. I don't think it was rushed. I think it had been in the works for a long yeah, time. They did not put the effort into this one as they did the other three. And that's what hurts. That's what is going to keep them from doing a five. I would hope they would and go back to the original team that put it all together. The only way they're going to go back to a five is if it does stellar box office overseas because it's not doing well here. And so. there's a reason because the director, the writers, they fucked this one up. And it hurts me to say that. Well, I know. I know. Like I said, I, I can tell it's killing you to not be able to give it a better review. Oh, my God. I wanted to so bad. But. It's it's just not there overall. And I'll eventually review now there's, it at there's, some point. There's some cool little things. Monster twist. And unfortunately, it's painfully obvious who Ocelot is early on. Very predictable in that front. But there is one big major thing that kind of took you by surprise, but you figured what was coming in the end. So there you go. <sighs> Stream it, kids. If you like them, do it. If you mediocre on it, give it a pass. There you go. Yeah. <sighs> that hurts so bad. Yeah. I, I've been torn on it because obviously I was going to go with you guys. You invited and I couldn't just a mess at work and, and backlogged be, be, of stuff. You, you but, will be glad that you did not go, that you can take your time with it. Yeah. Which of course is what my pattern has been is taking my time with stuff. So a couple little movie tidbits and then Dave will get you his book review. There's a lot going on with this one. Haven't watched it yet, but horror movie that we've talked about, very interested in seeing, going all the way back to Grindhouse, when they had the little fake promos, including Machete. Yep. And of course, one of those was Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Well, yes. The movie's coming out, and the trailer is now out. And I love the tagline. There will be no leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should uh, take a peek at that and tell the kids next week how it looks. There we go. Now, of course, we have always... We love reporting on the superhero movies, despite what the pompous ass Martin Scorsese says about superhero movies and how they're the bane of his altered existence. But we still follow the DC and the Marvel universe. Luckily, we've got Doom because Patrol we coming can, up. Yep, but we can get away from the whole mob movies that Scorsese is so focused on. So we've got Doom Patrol starting next week. 
But we've also talked about both the DC and the Marvel Universe falling down big time here over the last few years. We're not going to give you a review of the Marvels. You will not get we a review not of the Marvels. Gonna, no, you're not going to get a review of Aquaman 2. Yeah. Was the Lost Kingdom or the Last Kingdom? The Last Kingdom. After the awful acting that we just subjected ourselves to with the uh, Fast 10. Yeah. We saw the trailer during Expendables 4 for Aquaman Last Kingdom. Momoa didn't do himself any favors. I hated the first one. Why would I watch the second one? Yeah. His goofy ass laugh at everything. <laughs> that being said, supposedly the savior of the DC Universe, one James Gunn, has confirmed that the upcoming new DC Universe reboot, he will confirm three actors, characters coming back. Viola Davis will come back as Waller. She does a great job with that yes. role. John Cena will be back as Peacemaker. When? And, of course, they're bringing back the kid from Blue Beetle. Somehow they're obsessed with the fact that this Blue Beetle movie was, so, in their eyes, such a success because it made $80 million. That's that now, pathetic as a superhero movie. It has nothing to do with the comic book version of Blue Beetle. Nothing at all to do with the comic book version of Blue Beetle. It is a PC piece of crap. And that's what you get. But he will be back. I can't pronounce the kid's name. It is unpronounceable. <laughs> but he will be back as Blue Beetle in the new DC Universe incarnation. Yippee fucking Skippy. Dave, I think it's time we move on to something where we can educate the kids. Educate. Literary frenzy. Yes. All right, kids. This week, I have Code Red. Vince Flynn's immortal character, Mitch Rapp, the American assassin. This is the ninth outing by Kyle Mills and also his final writing in place since Mr. Flynn passed away. Oh, really? Yes. Are they going to have somebody else or is this it? All right. All right. I got the finger. So Don Bentley will be taking over the series in 2024. He has been writing the Jack Ryan Jr. books. So he's done his own series, which I will get to to see how it goes. But for a first, he has a military background. He was part of a SWAT team. So he will kind of bring a new perspective. And like Kyle Mills... He has also been a huge fan of Mitch Rapp. So he knows the series from the beginning. Well, I was just going to ask if uh, Mike Lupica was too busy. Yeah, fuck Lupica. <laughs> I would not trust Rapp to Lupica. I know, I know. You know where I'm going with that. Yeah, I know. But uh, so in doing the research, finding out who is going to be taking over, when Mills did the first one back in the day, 
Flynn had three pages written. And Mills took it over and it was completely seamless. So I'm hoping Bentley can bring that same seamless flow to the character. So, and if, if he's like Mills and really appreciates and got into it, we should be in good shape. But back to Code Red. So, drug kingpin Damian Losha calls in his marker from Mitch because in the last book, Oath of Loyalty, Losha was the one who helped Mitch get to the person trying to kill his girlfriend, Claudia. So, marker comes due. There's a new drug running group trying to take over Losha's European market, originating out of Syria. All signs point to the Syrian government. So he calls on Mitch, go in, find out what's going on. So Mitch, undercover as his lawyer, discovers it's the a lead Russian general trying to build a new drug that's highly addictive and causes mass brain damage to try and overrun the West. And the latest, latest attempt to put Russia back on top. Well, of course, Mitch and his cohorts try and save the day after Losha hangs Mitch out to dry. Does not take kindly. There you go. Read and find out how Mitch saves the day. Another solid outing. I've, I've, it's a solid three. These do not disappoint. They just keep right on rolling. But how are you a little bit cautious going in now with a new writer for the next book? I was initially with Mills, but he had done such a bang-up job. And researching this, finding out how it was going to go, reading what Bentley has to say about it, I don't have that many reservations because I know his Flynn's publisher, his editor, who's been in it from the beginning, worked with Mills, will be working with Bentley. She's not going to let a subpar book come out. But like I said, I'm going to give Bentley's works a try here before we get the next incarnation of Mitch. So I'll have that for you down the line to let you know, is he solid or not? Now, you and I have been through a lot of these transitions with, um, God, we can go back to the Archie McNally series with with Sanders. We can go, obviously, to Robert B. Parker with the Spencer novels, which I still think is good. I'm sorry. This is the one that's going to be a train wreck moving from the great Ace Atkins to Mike to Lupica. My, and Lupica is now writing all Everything the books. Except in, for the Western. Right. For now. God help us if he starts to write a Western. But Clive Cussler, of course, his son took over those. 
the the main series, the main series. with Dirk Pitt. So we've seen this. We get it. it You've it's got the, the characters the everybody loves. Nobody wants them to end. And if you have the right person picking it up, it can be a smooth transition. Yeah. Right now we're going through a very bad transition with James Bond and the whole double O series. So there are bad, bad situations out there where the estate didn't do the right things up. And I, I still think Vincent Lardo should have been able to continue the Archie McNally series because he was doing an incredible job. Yeah, that, that series should not have ended the way it did. No. So, cautiously optimistic. I don't know with the Tom Clancy stuff. I gave up on it right before, you know, he, he transitioned to the Jack Ryan Jr. stuff. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. I know you're you're a library guy. You're not going to like to hear this, but if you want to sign up for Spotify Premium, I just read about this. Spotify is getting big into audiobooks and are adding 150,000 titles to their library if you are a Spotify Premium member coming this winter in the US. Yep, you will get to listen to 15 hours of audiobooks and then for a mere 10.99 a month more they'll give you an additional 10 hours is that how it works i did not hear that that's what i read today i thought that if you as we record you, today okay i thought i had read that if you were a spotify premium member you got unlimited oh, you, audiobooks oh you have unlimited access but they limit you to 15 hours of listening all right that's bullshit that's bullshit then that needs to be out there and i'm glad you brought that up because yeah they make it sound like if you're a spot what ten dollars a month for spotify premium yeah you you can just listen to all these audiobooks yeah all you, you get want 15 hours which will probably give you about a book and a half a month maybe yeah on average right and if you want 10 hours more, it'll cost you another 11 See, bucks. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That is not what I read. And I'm glad you brought that up. See, I know you're sticking up for the libraries. Go to your local library and take out a book. Take out we've, an audio we've, book. We've, we've got you covered on different things. We've, we've got your streaming options. There you go. Now, of course, as we wrap up here, talking about what's upcoming in movies and books, lots of movies I want to watch. I'm going to try to watch. Meg to the Trench just hit HBO Max. God help me, I'm going to have to watch it. I will too. Reptile, very interesting looking noir mystery with Benicio Del Toro on Netflix. Definitely going to watch that. That's going to be coming up in the next couple weeks. And I might subject myself to Pet Cemetery Bloodlines on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, you take the hit for that yeah. one. <laughs> and then, of course, in books, this is a big season for books leading up into the Christmas season, so... Just released the brand new John Sanford Prey novel again 
another combo pack. A Lucas Davenport, Virgil Flowers mystery together. So we will definitely have that for you in the coming weeks. Yes, we will. Hopefully, maybe I should have another one for you next week if I'm lucky to get through. I'm hoping to have the Longmire defense. And then, of course, we've got next month, I believe, is the new Lee Child, Jack Reacher. And then, of course, the Mike Lupica taking over the Spencer series, which, yeah. As yes, I'm rubbing my head in angst. So we'll see how all that plays out. But those are books, of course, that Dave and I will both be reviewing. Um, you got your work cut out for you, buddy. I'm going to start on Sanford. I'm supposed to be getting the new Prey novel Friday. I will start on it this weekend right away. There you go. So that will do it for segment two, kids. But of course, we are not done yet. Segment three coming up, TV and streaming. Moments of silence and our dumb asses of the week. Your Uncle Dave and I will be right, Brad. Right back, back. After a quick promo <laughs> break. Have another drink. Yeah, I was trying to say promo and back at the same time. It came out. Brack. Brack. Yes. I, I am happens. done with the beer, okay? It's time to wind down. Some of us have to work tomorrow. Yeah. So you're saying that gives me no excuse to say Brack. It's all good. That's fine. I was just going to say, have another drink to wet your whistle so oh, that your yeah. tongue That's wouldn't stick you to the roof of That's your mouth. That's what you meant. Yes. We'll be right back, kids. We'll be right back. Are you tired of getting bunny slammed by the mainstream sports media? Are you sick of their lame trash talk? Check out Sports Frenzy 2.0 with a tag team of the Maestro and the Conquistador. Pile drive those jackasses into submission. Available on all major podcast hosts, including Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and Castbox. Kevin Dave, slap a figure four on all the major sports networks who lie, kiss ass, and refuse to take names. New episodes drop every Thursday with new weekend edition episodes every Saturday. And that's the bottom line, because Sports Frenzy said so. All right, kids, segment three. The weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0 here. That's your Uncle Dave, the Conquistador Dave Height. That's your Uncle Kev, the maestro Kevin Crane. All right, we've covered movies. We've covered books. We've covered music. Of course, it is time to do TV and streaming and then eventually guide you gently, not only through the rest of your day till you do it all over again with your drinking and your social embarrassment, but to get you through to the dumbasses of the week. But first and foremost, we've got our weekly recap of Tacoma FD and a couple news shows to discuss. Yes. Tacoma. Eddie Panisi. What's life like without him? Their version of It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. It was okay. This one to me was the weak link in the season. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it just didn't have the usual. Yeah, they went a little bit over the top with some of the stuff like the seltzer water and uh, how everybody excelled without it. With really goofy stuff. Yeah. It just, why? And then we see Lucy as two different versions of herself. herself yeah. And, and then we get the, the jokes about the one nut. Yeah. Eh. It wasn't terrible. I mean, it, it wasn't, wasn't terrible. Again, I'll take a half-assed episode of Tacoma FD over anything pretty much on normal TV. Oh, absolutely. So, and this but I been, agree. I but agree. this has been such a stellar season. This was kind of a letdown this late in the game. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah, so we're already into episode 11, so we probably got one or two left. Yeah, not too many more to go for us, alas. And then, of course, we get serious now with the Continental on Peacock and Gen V on Prime Video. Which one do you want to tackle first? Well, let's start with the Continental. Um, now, as we tape on October the 4th, Two episodes are available. The third will drop, already be available when you listen to this on the 7th. I have gotten through one plus. I think it is subpar. I don't think it's bad, but I think it's subpar. I'm not enamored with the guy that's playing young Winston. Yeah, he leaves a little bit to be desired. Um, I did like when they finally, towards the end of episode one, brought in the twins. They're you just know. bizarre beyond belief. But that's kind of what you would expect from the John Wick universe. It, it is. They match perfectly for it. I'm hoping... One kind of hit you and kept the action going. Two, it slowed down and it introduced a couple of other storylines. It's like there's the don't get too much going on here. Yeah. And I could kind of see it was going that way. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll definitely finish it up here, but. One was fantastic. The second one slowed See, down. See, now I will say that you say one's fantastic. I didn't even think one was fantastic. Well, it's better than the second. That's what worries me, is that I'm not even through the second yet. Yeah. The, well, I won't say fantastic. I will say one had a faster pace. The action was oh there, and God. it kept moving. Oh Two kind of slowed down a little bit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I have not been overly impressed with the Continental. They, I hate to say they, it. they left a lot to be desired. It is but not what you would expect. How many times do we see this where you find a successful formula and you screw you try it to up? You spin offs and, and, and try to figure out ways to cash in and make money off of it, and the, the ancillary products are no good. Remember Aftermash? God help us. <laughs> God, I need a drink. <laughs> and speaking of yeah. which, our other new show is also one of those spinoffs. Gen V, the University for Soups off of the Boys. Supposedly. 
supposedly this will lead into the new season. Jury's still out on this one for me. Yeah, again, as we are taping Prime Video last Friday, released the first three episodes, and supposedly I, I think we get one, one every week. Friday now. Yeah. After that, um, I've got through two. I'm through two as well with with my two kids. I like it a little better than the Continental, but again, you see, you see the same patterns, the same, I, I don't want to say stale, but the same. It's Checkbox Central. It's not. When you've seen it once with the boys and all the shocking stuff that they pulled. They're not so shocking anymore at this point. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just kind of. A younger version of the boys. Yeah. The same It's Seth Rogen bull crap that you deal with. Well, you really are zeroing in on him, aren't you? Why wouldn't you? I know. I know what you mean. But, again, as Dave said, you've got this college version of the boys where, again, the same things. You've got infighting, who's going to be the best, who's going to be ranked number one, uh, who's going to make it to the the next level. You've got everything is so micromanaged, media-driven. We'll see where it goes. I'll tell you the main problem with it is that the characters are not nearly as engaging as good or bad. No, there's Homelander and and uh, Billy and the Deep and you know those guys, those actors and actresses that were brought in Queen Maeve fit perfectly in the original incarnation of the boys. Now you're trying to bring in all these younger actors and make them just as interesting, and it was it's never not, going to work. It's that not way. working at this point. No. No. <sighs> And, and I, yeah. I hate to say it, the main character, I like the actress who is the main character, but I don't like her hero. She controls no. blood. Really? Yeah. It's, see, now I'm wondering if at some point we'll find out that it's the iron in the blood that she can control, that maybe we might get a little more out of it. Like magnetism and things like that. Potentially. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But but so far, outside of the main guy, Golden Boy, I'm not impressed with anybody else's powers. No. No. Maybe, maybe the one that can control minds. Yeah. Kate. Yeah. But she drains herself when she tries to control somebody's actions yeah. to the point where she's incapacitated. Yeah. So there's there's a lot to be desired so far. I'll have to see we'll have to see if it improves and develops into yeah, something cohesive. There's some other things I would like to discuss but that, probably off off mic yeah. not to spoil too much. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes with Gen V and the Continental both. But I, I have, I just don't think either one is overwhelmingly good yet. No. 
we we can only hope that they improve and god help us when can we actually get the boys yep and of course in a couple weeks we'll have doom patrol for you yes thankfully we can wrap that one up part two of season four the finale yep now we we mentioned this was coming a few months back on the weekend edition but i feel since this was part of our culture who we are almost like a transition period from the good old days that dave and i grew up in and if you're our age that you grew up in to what the crap the mess that we're in now back on september the 29th of course taping here on october the 4th the final netflix dvd was sent out in one of those iconic red envelopes now <laughs> let's play trivia dave here's something that you kids can pass along at the office at school and ask your friends your neighbors your co-workers if they know the answer to these questions what was the first dvd to be sent out by netflix i have no freaking clue that would be beetlejuice and of course but congresswoman lauren bobert is probably <laughs> <laughs> getting groped yeah getting groped and uh what was touching it, uh, a little uh wasn't she uh she was, was vaping, vaping getting there groped and uh grabbing the the crotch of her date yeah yeah now, what was the last movie to be sent out here this past week? No clue. Didn't want to take a shot. Okay, that's fine. It was the Coen Brothers version of True Grit. Well, there you so go. So there you go. Stun and amaze your friends and neighbors with those two titles. Beetlejuice was the first. True Grit was the last. The remake of True Grit with Jeff Bridges was the last. Shocking! Shocking wrestling news. Shocking! Shocking, Dave. Now, last week, Shocking, we, we talked about the fact that young female phenom Jade Cargill was jumping ship from AEW to wwe well aew said the hell with that we're gonna poach somebody bigger from the wwe to bring to aew oh no they didn't they did edge is moving from the wwe Whoa. to aew damn he is gonna make his debut here in an upcoming pay-per-view so edge an iconic wow. figure for decades with the WWE is moving to AEW. Holy crap, kids. Now, before we move on to Moments of Silence and our dumbasses of the week, I missed this last week. I forgot to bring this up. I do have a Clint Eastwood badass of the week in the entertainment world. You would not normally associate this man with the phrase Clint Eastwood badass of the week, <laughs> but bear with me. Barry Manilow. 
is my Clint Eastwood badass of the week because a few weeks ago, he topped Elvis Presley for the longest residency at the Westgate in Las Vegas. 637 shows. Damn. Topping Elvis's previous mark. So, yes, at the Copa, the Copa Cabana, you can find the record holder for residency in Las Vegas. That would be one Barry Manilow. There you go. That's impressive. Yep. And decked out in sequins, he's a badass. There you go. <laughs> All righty then. One big moment of silence. Moving to the world of Harry Potter. Yep. Michael Gambone. Now you're more up on that stuff than I am. Who did he play? He played Dumbledore. Did he? Yes. He was the second to play Dumbledore. Okay. Okay. That's why. Second to play Dumbledore. Yes. Okay. He was also in the King's Speech in Gosford Park renowned actor oh yeah i've got those on a double disc set yeah well you know i'm just adding to yeah what along he's with, done along with the french lieutenant's wife yeah <laughs> so thoughts and prayers to the gambone family and friends yeah, sorry i'm not trying to make light of the fact that michael gambone passed away all you potter people out there don't get mad all you potter heads the other ones that dave <laughs> mentioned though screw you <laughs> nobody cares yeah yeah, all you Gosford Park fans, kiss my ass. <laughs> Boring ass shit. Go watch Downton Abbey again and leave me the fuck alone, okay? All right. All right, three... Pivot. Three, uh, three dumbasses of the week to wrap things up. One's a follow-up. One's kind of a, a dumbass follow-up where somebody does something dumbass and then they kind of try to back off on it making another dumbass move by admitting their first move was a dumbass move. Bear with me. So we're talking about Eberflus again. No, we're not doing, sp <laughs> we're not doing sports, Dave. I'm putting the analogy <laughs> out there. No, we talked about months ago in this dumbass segment, this very same dumbass segment, we talked about the fact that Oscar Mayer <laughs> we're idiots for saying we can't have a wiener mobile we've got to have it now be a little more pc and change the name to the frank mobile well guess what nobody liked the frank mobile you dumbasses so, so what'd you do we're going to be the wiener mobile yeah, again after giving it a brief stint as the, the beloved Frank Mobile, we're going to go back to the tried and true Wiener Mobile. There was no beloved Frank Mobile. It was the vilified Frank Mobile. It's always been the Wiener Mobile, you dumbasses. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that we let idiot These PR people, you go to the Bud Light mess, Braun Shaver. I mean, you can... It's everywhere. Who are these PR idiots you companies are hiring? My God! Hey, in this interview, first question I'd like to ask you, 
I've looked at your resume and it looks spectacular, but would you like to destroy our company? If you say yes, you're hired. <laughs> I mean, Jesus fucking that's Christ. That's about what you got that's, at this That's point. what I'm saying. This is all these idi I'm idiots and morons. I'm going to make a politically correct statement, a big, bold statement. You don't make a bold statement. Your you job is to the make trying truth. for the shareholders, which means do not fuck things up. Don't screw with your primary base. I think I'm going to fuck things up. Speaking of fucking things up, of course, the government, always a mess. No, we're not going to talk about the ousting of the Speaker of the House, but we're going to go back a little bit to the previous weekend where the, the government, once again, had to vote. We're going to shut down everything. We're going to shut down everything. It's going to destroy your lives. Measure. It's going to destroy your lives unless we push through, yes, the stopgap measure. Because nobody can agree that they're overspending and putting money in stupid places and not doing things for the benefit of the majority of the country. But they're just like the PR people we just talked about. They're immature and they're stupid. House Democrat Jamal Bowman, as they were getting ready to vote on said stopgap bill, decided to pull a fire alarm. Yeah, real fucking mature, dumbass. Of course he claimed, I thought it would open the door. I was try just trying to get through the door, and I pulled the fire alarm thinking that was going to open the door so I could get in. Dip fuck. These are the people running our lives. I hope you're happy, people. But at least as we wrap up here on the Weekend Edition... We're not French. God help me, my daughter's over there right now. <laughs> I could start an international incident, and they could take her hostage. And I have to go do a Liam Neeson on their asses. <laughs> I have a very particular it's set of skills. skills. In a recent poll, a recent survey, 41%. 41% of the surveyed population of France says that in order to save the environment, we should limit anybody from traveling on a plane to four times in their life. <laughs> How's that going to work for the and politicians? And that includes business. That includes business, vacation, Everything. Four times in your life, you get to get on a plane and travel. That's how the 41% of the French <clears throat> see the world. Because the climate situation is so dire and so awful. Can you imagine that? That would destroy, that would My cripple economies. Hurts. That would cripple economies, number one. My brain hurts from the stupidity and dumbass comments. I hate flying. I hate flying. And I've been on a plane a hell of a lot more than four times in my life. You've probably been on a plane more than four times in the last ten years. 
He's calculating right now. I can tell. Maybe six times in my life. No, seven times in my life. In your life? life? Well, I thought you'd been on more for the uh, the trips for the library. Yeah, three times. Because you've been to New York, you've been to San Francisco. Oh, wait, sorry, I forgot about Oh, the see, York I trip. have to remind him. I forgot the New York trip. It's New York for crying out loud. I remember you said you went to New York. Yeah. I, I know you weren't overly impressed, but that yeah, I've counts. Yeah, I've been to Frisco twice. You didn't hitchhike, Richard. Carmel. Flew up to Minnesota. Carmel. Carmel, California. I was going to say, you didn't fly to Carmel, Indiana. No, hell no. That's kind of lazy. Carmel, California. <laughs> Minnesota. Twice He's still calculating. Florida. See, you're like a New 10 York. already. New York again when I was like two. So maybe eight. So cut out half those trips. Half those trips and no more. No more and after I'm that. Done. Yeah, you're done. There you go. So you seem like you're okay with this. Are you? Becoming... I would prefer to drive everywhere. You can't drive country. through water. I don't have to go to Europe. I don't care. There you go. There you go. Are you happy, France? You've converted the conquistador into a stinking Frenchman. I hope you're happy. No, I could care less about going to France. No, but you can't you can't fly according to their rules four times anywhere. That's it, four times. Your entire life. Not just France. But see, you're acting like one of them. I don't like to wee fly. Wee-wee, poo-poo. I don't like Johnny to fly. Depp. I don't like to fly to begin with. You're going to start smoking cigarettes? Yeah, no. Eating snails? No. Watching Johnny Depp movies? This is what French people Go do. Away. I know this from a reliable source. You eat escargot, you smoke fancy cigarettes, and you watch Johnny Depp movies. That's what the French do. You're delusional. Hey, I'm telling you, I heard it from a friend of a friend of a friend who might have watched a French film once. That's <laughs> what they do. <laughs> might be what they do. That's not what I do. <laughs> All right, kids. We hope you had fun here on the weekend edition. I hope we got you through your hangover, and we hope you're ready for another Fun night of and partying. drink American beer, not French wine. <laughs> I want some wine. He's a conquistador, Dave Hyde. He's a maestro, Kevin Crane. We will check you out again here on the weekend edition in seven days. But don't forget, you can also listen to us rant and rave and banter earlier. Every Thursday morning, the Sports Frenzy Sports Edition hits all of these same platforms a few days earlier. That's right. We've been doing sports in this incarnation going on 30 years, yep. baby. Public access, YouTube, now podcasting. You just can't get rid of us. We're like bed bugs. We're like a fungus underneath your balls that you just can't <laughs> oh, get rid God. of. Get some gold bond. You'll still never get rid of us. <laughs> We're part of American society, baby. We're part of your ball sack. You'll never get rid of okay, us. Okay, Seth Rogen. <laughs> we love you. We'll check you out next week, kids. Bye-bye.